hello and welcome into episode 48 of the Just Talk podcast with George Jarjour. Today's podcast, we had Bill Scholz and Joe Nushinsky. I was, I'm going to have a problem pronouncing that name throughout the show. However, they're awesome. They're co-hosts of Morning Bill and Joe, uh, part of a Compound America's network. They'll tell you all about it during the show. They're absolutely hilarious. They have some great dynamics. We had a lot of fun talking about an array of subjects here, including The Last Dance, sports, Lance Armstrong, and Joanne's Diary. Uh, Joanne was a former Miss New York. Bill was a host on Fox News. And these two are just awesome. You're like one of my favorite podcasts I've ever recorded. A lot of laughter, a lot of fun. So you won't want to miss this one at all. As always, this episode is brought to you by The Sports on Tap. That's thesportsontap.com, part of the SONT network. You can find me at GGRJOR on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, please rate, review, and leave five stars. And before we get started, I would like to remind you to subscribe to the That Being Said podcast with George and Sammy Jorjora. I'm co-host of that with my brother. And as always, before we get started, we're going to have a quick word from one of our sponsors and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome into the Just Talk Pod with George Arjour. Today we have guests Joanne and Bill, uh, who's on the screen says handsome Mick Big Dick. So I, I almost actually with the, I, I forgot. Write it, but she caught me. My question. Uh, I didn't even notice until Joanne brought it up before the show. <laughs> of course so. he did that. <laughs> and they're the hosts of the uh, Morning with Bill and Joe, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but uh, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm obviously Joe of Bill and Joe. Um, we host Morning on Compound Media, which is the free speech network, uh, subscription-based. You're going to want to subscribe. We have a lot of really great shows on the network. Uh, but our show is the best, obviously. Um, we show a lot of animal videos. We do some sports talk. We talk about films, celebrity, some current events, but not a lot. And we have on a great panel of comedians and personalities and um, really interesting people. Um, so you'll want to check that out. Uh, but Bill and I met uh, in an interesting way. Um, I took his job at Fox News when he was fired. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, there was a late night show called Red Eye. Um, and yeah, the rest is, is history. Now we work together. <laughs> Our forces have evil together for good. Yes. We have a, uh, almost like the silent third co-host on our show is, uh, at least on Twitter, he goes by the name five fan Photoshop and he animated a great intro for our show, which essentially has Joe poisoning me, murdering me. And then all of a sudden it just says morning with Joanne Nothatinsky to illustrate how she stole my job at Fox news. <laughs> And then continue to have success after she had destroyed my career. So you know, we just kept going with it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's pretty uh, interesting. So you guys like 
did you didn't know each other obviously before no and was there any animosity on your part bill or did you guys just become friends like how did this (laughs) mesh i i by the way i love just digging this into her but apparently we did meet when i was still co-hosting she had just won miss new york and was on as a host but i have absolutely no memory of that and i'm very happy about that like it's well she didn't even care look at her but uh, yeah, uh, that so she was on there and then whispered into the host Greg Gutfeld's ear that I was dead weight and uh, the rest is history. Personally. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very persuasive. Do you have the same version of that story, Joanne, or is there a different version? I mean, my version is slightly different. I didn't know he was, I didn't know he was fired. I like, I didn't know, I just knew he wasn't there anymore and there was a, a spot to be filled. Uh, and so... Uh, at the time, I was just bartending full time, and I thought, wouldn't it be great to not have to do that anymore? So, um, yeah, I, I joined on, and um, definitely at our show, we we take what we kind of learned at that show, which is um, always find the funny kind of in, in any news story mm. or situation. So we definitely have a lot of fun. Um, you'll hear, you might hear a lot of the same news stuff you hear on other shows, but ours is a, a funnier, better take. Yeah, well, don't really be confused by her good looks. She is an absolute freak, and <laughs> elements to every story we cover, uh, and then some. Yeah. Well, you know that's, I guess, what a better time to do that type of news than today, right? I mean, we've had totally. maybe one of the most interesting and most easy to find comedy in situations maybe in history of the United States and all in one six month span. So how, how have you guys taken what's going on now? I'm sure it, your work environment's a little different. You guys aren't, were you guys originally hosting together and now you're probably hosting separately? Yeah. And how have you taken that dynamic and how have you made this like crazy time fun? Cause that's what you guys do. You take bad news, probably turn it into a good laugh. The first time I've ever seen Joe actually smile like a human being was when she realized she could do the show quarantined in her apartment rather than having to sit next to me every day. So I feel, I don't wanna speak for you, but I feel like it's been nothing but plus for you. Yeah, well, you know, uh, when I first started working at the network, uh, I lived in Hell's Kitchen so I could walk there. But about a year ago, I moved to Queens. So now I'm not getting on a subway (laughs) to go do this job. Like if I can do it from home, like what better job to have during this time than to be podcasting? It's like the ultimate work from home job um, thanks to technology now, you know? Um, And honestly, I think our show has gotten better because of it. I was talking to Gino Bisconti, who is one of the other hosts of a show at the network. And he even said that our show has gotten better. And I think I'm like overcompensating for not being in the network, (laughs) like in the studio uh, physically. So I heard um, that, and he yeah. said the same thing of Aaron because Gino's co-host is the wonderful comedian Aaron Berg, and he's doing exact. Gino and I are in studio for our respective shows, and Joe and Aaron do it via Skype. And he said exactly the same thing that Aaron was overcompensated and made for a better show. So yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah, and well, I think you make a great point there. I. I found we I have a studio as well but I stopped going to it during this time as well and I'm probably not going to go back to it to be completely honest being being the whole entire just sitting at home and being able to wake up prep from home 
and do this show from home, you're taking that whole element of the commute out of it. Like that's another 30 minutes, 40 minutes, however long your commute is of more prep time instead of more getting ready to go time, stopping for a coffee, mm-hmm. making chit chat in the hallways. Like, yeah, I love, ch- you know, random chit chat with people, but I mean, we've cut out a lot of like the dead time of a day and I feel super productive. You're so right. And we have a lot of people on um, from publications like Entrepreneur, um, which I write for sometimes because, as you can tell, I know a lot about business. Just do profiles. Uh, but uh, the they all to a T say the same thing, which is essentially that uh, we were all slowly moving towards a work at home society as it was. And this just really sped the process up. I, I mean, mm-hmm. we, uh, so much of what will be the new, I was about to say normal, and I hate myself for it, is just going to be people realizing, yeah, we can do this at home, and it just staying that way. And yeah, business districts are going to be no man's land. Uh, I, you know, the funny thing is, you said I want to stop myself there and say mm-hmm. the new normal. I'm one of those people where I like every time I say. Oh, the new normal. I'm like, I start like, I kind of throw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> I'm like, God, I hate that word. Cause this is the new normal, the new normal. It is the worst phrase of all time. And I think we should just retire it. <laughs> like, just get well, it out. In, on a sports tip. I find that now the cliche I hate is bubble city. That is getting Ooh, there yeah. with new normal. As far as just coronavirus cliches, I loathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Joe and I are very good about calling each other out on our verbal crutches. And one thing that I think we've both done a pretty good job of getting out of our system is I feel like. Yeah. I feel like this. I feel like I that. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we I, I do that too much. Now I'm going to start thinking about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm saying, like, don't I feel oh, like, I'm I feel sorry. like. It's just yeah, it means, like clearly you feel this way you're about to say it, but it, yeah, it's just a conversation buffer that I have been guilty of relying on for way too long. Or, or in my opinion, obviously yeah. it's your opinion that yeah. you know you're about to give an opinion. So, mm-hmm. what have you guys? So, is that one of the things you got taken out of the comedy side of the coronavirus? Like, what's been like something you've got found really funny, really that oh. your audience really loves? I think at first we, we were really trying to just avoid it. We're like, everyone's talking about Corona. You know, we try to look through the news and find any news story or any little anecdote, anecdote that wasn't about this, or anecdote that wasn't about this pandemic. My favorite things are anything poop related, but still that's somehow become related to the pandemic. So then we're like, you know what, let's just lean into it. Why are we trying to avoid this? Let's lean into it. So now we have a great segment called Coronavirus Videos from Around the World. And uh, we just share the craziest, wackiest videos of whether it's new baseball in South Korea or, you know, whether it's... Um, with, the, with the porn do- dolls? Oh, that yeah. was our bread and butter for at least a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just about like like just enjoying those, enjoying it rather than trying to avoid it. It was to exactly what Joe said. It was you, we realized really early on that this is everything now. I mean, you cannot avoid it, and we're really good at avoiding politics. Uh, I would always get kind of pissed off, but I mean, obviously, he's got a much bigger following. When everyone would be like, with David Spade's new Comedy Central show, like, oh, isn't it great that he's just doing all these like gossip fluff pieces rather than doing anything politics related? I'm like, we've been doing that for three years. The exact mm-hmm. same format. But um, we're good at avoiding politics. 
coronavirus, we failed miserably and now we've just leaned into it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where, unfortunately, I when it first started, I thought that it was going to be a story for two weeks. Then I thought three weeks. Then I thought, okay, it's been a month. And now what? We're on almost on month four of talking about coronavirus. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it's going in, away anyway, anytime soon. Now we've 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 kind of morphed from talking about coronavirus to talking about the cities that are opening up and making fun of them. And it's like it's kind of unfortunate because I feel and trying to take politics aside out of this, I feel like so many people are rooting against these cities and counties and states that are opening up when we should be like, hey, they open are opening up. Let's hope they do well so we can go back into society. Yeah. Instead, we got a bunch of people yelling on Twitter. And maybe I'm just too entrenched in Twitter and I should leave Twitter alone. But they're yelling at each other about which side of the political spectrum. I'm like, just can we get healthy and go back so I can go no, skating somewhere this summer? Well, I apologize for my uh, crappy research, but are you based in New York? I'm in Seattle. Seattle, okay, yeah. uh, still there. And, um, I, I, and how is it over there? Um, as far as how many deaths like, or like the lockdown? The opening, I mean, the we're, we're, we're still stay at home order. Okay. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, I, I can't obviously speak for Seattle, but New York is just crumbling. And at some point we just uh, kind of have to let the cards fall where they may. I mean, it, it, this is just mm -hmm. destroyed us. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm in total agreement. Uh, same. And I mean, jo Joanne, I mean, you got a cool New Jersey. Oh yeah. You, I have nowhere I, to wear it. <laughs> I know you, you have to go out with it somewhere. Um, you know, I just, I was looking on my time hop, which is one of my apps that show what I posted on social media years yep. ago. A year ago today, I was at the Yankees game. I was at Yankee Stadium. No um, I think it was against the Padres. I, I can't exactly remember. I'm pretty sure the Yankees won. But I have footage. I just took photos of a packed stadium. I did a boomerang of everyone doing the wave <laughs> all around and had I known a year ago how dangerous <laughs> just being surround, just doing the wave with a stadium oh, yeah. where people would be today, I, I ne none of us ever could have fathomed it. And had I known, maybe I would have, I don't know, had that fourth hot dog or, you know, just really tried to enjoy it a maybe little bit more. A couple more beers. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, I, I wouldn't have bitched about that $15 beer. I would have been like, I'll spend a whole lot of money. I know. You know? I, if it, Today, if they told me that we opened up a baseball game and they would open up the stadium, I'll pay $100 for a beer. Right? I don't give a shit oh, right now. Drink it outside while watching a game. Oh, oh my God. Right. That'd be amazing. Remember people. People were so cool. God, Lord. why did I ever complain about crowds? I know. <laughs> and it's going to be uh, – the problem with all of this, though, is we're making fun of it now. But I feel like we should – we have to be careful not to conform to this for yeah. the long term. Once, Obviously, once science – and, like, I, I I don't know. I'm not a – how do you say – I can't even say the epidemiologist. I'm not one of those. Okay. So, uh, you can probably tell I'm not one of those. And I, I, I pretend to be one. Really? Uh, give us some fun facts then, Joy. She's oh, you know, there. there's there's a uh, 75 billion cells in the human body, and something about hemoglobin and and contact tracing. 
Oh, contact tracing. That's just a, say words with confidence. Who knows? Yeah, I know. Contact tracing. Something about he will go up and, uh, that is, That's what I always go back to. <laughs> that's the buzzword for an endemologist. What was it again? Epidemiologist. Uh, I, I think it, I think it's just handsome Mick Big Dick on the screen oh. over there. You know, he, that, yeah, that makes you know it easier. I'm sorry, I got it confused with endocrinologist. Totally different. Come on, I, I get I get those two confused all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's so hard. But yeah, I mean, like I said, so what's what's been your favorite story? I guess out of a coronavirus before we move on to what I've found is my favorite segment. So just what before you answer that, keep in mind I want to talk about the diary edition. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, fam- our favorite one with re- related to the coronavirus, or just overall, or either one, whatever you find interesting to share. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. during this time, uh, most people are binge watching shows, whether it be on Netflix. For me, it's been HBO, and so I watched all of The Sopranos um, for the first okay. time, and we had a really great segment called Joanne Soprano's Update where, as Bill said, our friend Five Fan Photoshop put my adorable face on Tony Soprano's body. And um, that was always enjoyable. I would, I would discuss the highlights of the show at, at my favorite points. Being from New Jersey, um, it was great, all in all. Great show if you haven't seen it. it, it I still haven't seen it, believe it or not. George, I will, I will email you the graphic. It, once you, <laughs> you cannot unsee it. You can't unsee it. Absolutely. <laughs> horrifying and again it's her it's her face and she's bald and she's got these big meaty hairy arms super hairy and she knows something you don't and maybe she's planning on killing you the whole thing is a nightmare Gino, as we had already mentioned the guy that does the show before us he actually walks out of the room Whenever we put it on the screen, he is so disturbed by yeah. it. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, they didn't even keep the long hair. They just cut the whole hair oh, off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. It's like my face. Scary. <laughs> it's really disturbing. Oh, I'm giving flashbacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have to send me that. I'll post it into the write up on the website so everyone. Oh, done and done. It yeah, deserves- sorry, Joanne. We, I think we have to do it. That's oh, right. it deserves to see the, the light of day again. It is. It's rough stuff. Rough, rough stuff. <laughs> well, um, one one segment I found really interesting on your guys' show, and I kind of went through all your Twitter yesterday, is the diary edition moments. Uh, yeah. So bef- I'll let you guys background that first. And before that, though, is it actually stuff you wrote in your diary, or is it like what? Wow. 100%. 100% real stuff. Did, mm-hmm. did, you, so did you know you were going to be funny this whole time, huh? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Because that's what I feel. Proving, it's like you wrote it for the show. It's it's unbelievable. I know, I know. It's it's certainly a sweet, sweet nugget that we just landed on um, and pooped out, um, Bill. But you can go ahead and explain how it came to be because I kind of can't remember. Well, it started. It's like morphed into all sorts of different things. But it started. I just oh, I would always be in the green room and listen to Joanne and Gino just snipe at each other back and forth, and would laugh my ass off. I'm like, let's just do this on the show. I'm all about killing minutes. I'm all about mm-hmm. just a bunch of content while I don't have to do anything. And so the whole thing started out as Jono, which is one of her many, too many nicknames, <laughs> versus versus Gino. So there's a lovely like little rhyme there. 
And uh, great graphic, once again from Five Fan, of Joe on the head of just a heavyweight prize fighter and Gino on the head of some emaciated looking female fighter with a sports bra on. And then we would just pick a topic and they would go back and forth on it. And it was great. And then on air, we started talking about, I guess, Joe's diary. And Gino, because of course, countered the fact that not only does he still have a diary, but he's been writing in it ever since, I don't know, when he was in his decades. Yeah. And this was just immediately manna from heaven. So then it morphed from them doing a debate to just reading passages from their diaries, or as Gino calls it, a journal to make it less gay. Uh, and uh, then uh, whoever whoever has the most cringe-worthy uh, entry wins that particular round. And Gino has pretty much swept the mat with you. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. He he always wins because keep in mind. So this my diary started when I was maybe ten, and I don't I wouldn't write in it every day. It has spanned till now, you know. Especially as I got older, I would write in it less frequently. So I only have about thirty or so entries in there. Uh, but Gino has books upon oh. books full of, and, of writing, and his and writing and is cursive. It is like beautiful Um, and really great. One of my favorite times was uh, Bill got a handwriting analyst to look at our samples of our handwriting and analyze them and was spot on. I always thought it was a crock of shit like these handwriting experts, but they know what they're doing. Um, they, They were able to, they could tell that I had trauma to the lower left side of my body um, I broke my hip a few years ago. And so they oh were God. able to tell that just from my handwriting and pointed it out. Like they showed me where they could tell it. And it was consistent. It, I mean, it, it's incredible. Well, and George, like it it was so, because I didn't know anything about this. I barely even knew it was a profession. But like, <laughs> it looked just like the pen had a little bit more ink at the end of like your Y's or G's, yeah. like that. Um, but then Joe brought more handwriting in the following week and lo and behold, every single one of them had that same dot at the same particular place that again, just looked like an extra ink in the pen, but you could see it throughout everything that she wrote. It was, it was unbelievable. So it's like subconsciously. Yeah. My, my hand is doing something that my body has felt. I don't know. It's so weird. It's so and weird. Like, really that cool. is, and, G, and like both of uh, Gino's parents are no longer with us. Ha 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 ha. We Thank laugh you. at that. Yeah, we always oh. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with that. It no, sounds no, really no. insensitive if people I, don't know. I'm a little low on the game right now. I think uh, she came in on over. But uh, yeah, we always laugh at Gino's parents being dead. But like they immediately went to like trauma with the parents and stuff like that in his handwriting. It, it was, it yeah. was stunning. Uh, I got so many questions here, but the first one is where the hell did you find a handwriting expert? Where, how do you go about finding a handwriting expert? Like, do you get- we found like four of them? Oh, yeah, I got in New York City. There's a, there used to be a big cheat in print uh, journalism called ProfNet where you could just type in what you were looking for for a specific story in lieu of actual research, and they'll give you a million professionals like that. That I think that's kind of gone by the wayside, but I just typed in you know, handwriting expert and went to various sites and asked them if they'd be down for coming on. I mean, I'd love to say there was, it was more involved than that, but that was about it. 
That sounds way too easy. I, what other kind of experts can we find? Uh, I know Joanne said earlier you 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 like it's crazy saying you like poop stories. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So we've we've had on not a poop expert, but we have had okay. on um, doctors. Oh well, this was my favorite. This happened <laughs> off air though, but we had on um, Doctor Phil. Oh wow, it was Doctor Phil, right? Oh no no no, it was uh, Doctor Drew. Yeah. Sorry, Dr. Dr. Drew. I get my doctor. Oh, he's, the sec- he's the second most famous doctor on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Not Phil, <laughs> the other one. We had on, we had on Dr. Drew, and he was looking real fit. Real yeah. fit. We you asked him a lot of questions. But then off camera, uh, he, he said that he was doing that uh, ketosis diet or whatever. Um, or Whole30 or... Oh, oh uh, keto diet. But yeah, yeah, the keto diet. Yeah. Um, and he... I asked him, I was like, but how are your poops? Who are you? <laughs> and I mean, as a doctor, he wasn't grossed out by that question and immediately answered, oh, mine are great. My poops are great. But I could see how this diet could affect people's poops. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I would say one of my other favorite experts we've had on were just cool people. She is, Bill, I'm blanking on her name because I'm an asshole, but she oh. is an anthropologist. Oh, um, yes, uh, Natalia, Re- I don't know why I always put Natalia Reagan? Reagan, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so she is like an expert and has studied um, specifically monkeys, oh. um, all different types of, I forget the sapien that they are, but um, all different yeah, types of monkeys. Uh, are they homo sapiens? I think they're Homo sapiens. God, right? Thank God I'm pretty. I don't know shit. Primates go were Homo sapiens, but I don't think you can say that for every ape. Okay. Um, sorry to any of our um, Bible lovers uh, watching, <laughs> but um, allegedly. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I think she runs the gamut. I mean, I think if it's a primate, she's an expert. Mm-hmm. She's worked with Jane Goodall and stuff like that. Like she's fascinating. So that's been fun. Yeah, I really. And monkeys are pretty cool. I mean, you got chimpanzees, you got orangutans, you got gorillas. I think. I wonder how like someone just decides one day I'm going to become like the world's expert on monkeys. Like, like how do you get into these things or poop or handwriting experts? Like sometimes I wonder, how the hell do these people get into this? Well, yeah. I mean, again, Joe is really fucking weird. Um, and yeah. uh, it usually happen naturally. And again, going back to Five Fan, like he'll hear us talk about something or reference another thing. And, you know, a day later, we'll have a graphic ready to go. Naturally. So it becomes a segment. <laughs> yeah. So, well, um, what has been your favorite diary edition for Joe? Well, I'll tell you, I thought it was very telling. Uh, last week, she finally did, and I couldn't believe that her diary went on this one, but she finally did the one where she lost her virginity. But this, was, this was so prototypical Joe. The She mentions this big life-changing thing almost as an aside. Yeah. And the rest of it was still just continuing to talk about how awesome she is. It was yeah. almost like, oh, about P.S., lost her virginity. Yeah. Anyway, here's my thoughts for Summer Stock. Theater wise, yeah. it was it was very very Joe, and I mm-hmm. love that a lot. Um, but yeah, they've been fascinating. I, like I, I basically I'm just an audience member uh, for the diary stuff, and it is I'm not bored with it yet. I know Joe's running out of entries, but or as you yeah. call it, entrees. 
Entrees. I have a very entree. difficult time saying entry. I think it's because I've worked in hospitality for so yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, what, what, do you want to tell the story from the diary? I guess if, if since uh, Bill likes that one. So on the side. I mean, you yeah, go ahead. It was, it was your end. I mean, yeah, it was just basically, you know, I made this college boyfriend wait five months. And then, Good for you. That's, that's power there. Yeah. And we were very safe about it. All, all the methods of birth control. Um, and and I think it was just, uh, I, I also justified the decision to not wait till marriage. <laughs> In the um, diary entry? Oh yeah. I was like, really? You, you learn a lot about a person with intimacy. So it's, it's an important part of a relationship. Like me checking off like all the pros of, of finally giving it up. Um, but yeah, but then I went on to the bigger matters at hand, which was like, who got the lead in the, in the musical or, you know, who do I have to compete against for the fall play? Um, which was really more of what I cared about and still care about. Yeah. And by the way, I love that you said, are they real too? That kind of made my day because like you could listen to them and be like, oh, they totally wrote that last night. Like there's yeah. no way that it's here. So I, I did hear, the, I did listen to the virginity one yesterday and I was like, did, was this like a, something they wrote up? Because you did. I remember that. Oh, I started thinking about the play. Like what? You just had this life. Well, first you had the build up to the life changing moment. Yeah. And the moment happens and then you just like scrapped it, threw it away and then moved on to the next thing. Yeah. That's how you know it's real. Because if I were penning something now to pass it off as real, I would have added like details and made it like super either exciting or cringy or whatever. But like in real life, you're just sort of like you make things out to be a bigger deal and then they happen and you're like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. And you just move on. Yeah, it, 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 it really is fascinating. Again, I know Joe's running out of uh, entrees, but uh, yeah. I, I can do it every day. I mean, I but tomorrow, Thursday, is going to be our last diary edition. So if anyone wants to check it oh, out, no. they should, because yeah. we're doing a, a farewell to that. We're going to pivot into something else just as cringy. Um, yeah, I can't wait for the next so Stay tuned. But yeah. You know, Bill should start writing uh, di some diary entries and then start, I'll, start I've going from there. I've been doing this for a while. I have, I, unlike Gino, who was doing his flowery writing well into middle age, I, I had a journal, again, not a diary. Uh, from like 1987, Joe, I believe was negative two, uh, from 1987 to like 1990. And I thought it would be funny to like interject in one of their segments and write, read a passage of mine. And I was going, and I haven't looked at them since I wrote them. And I, they were so awful that I just, I did it a little bit the last time we did the segment, but they were I, like, I God, I was a Pressing little fuck, and they, 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 there was nothing fun about them. And I'm like, I don't think that this is a worthy addition to what is already uh, compound media magic. So yeah, I was reading. I'm just like, I gave one that was kind of like not as depressing, but oh god, it was like oh, the White Sox lost again. <laughs> yeah, lost again. Uh, that was that was kind of a no man's land era. For the Sox, but yeah, that was it was rough stuff. Oh, I bet. So I want to pivot here uh, for the last segment about the last dance. Uh, 
I know uh, Bill over here got Joanne into the last dance. And uh, Joanne, you were not a basketball fan? Not, no. Or a sports fan at all? Or just? Not at all. Because as a Jersey girl, I had the Nets. Like, uh, that, that wasn't, like, super exciting when I was growing Jason up. Jason Kidd was kind of cool. Um, I think, yeah, I think he might've come to like my elementary school. Like there might've been one of those, like, I was not, I was not interested really in sports as a theater kid, but especially basketball. Um, I, I'd been to a few games and I was always like, there's just so many fouls. What's fun about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, Although, so Joe, just to interrupt real quickly, I yeah. will add that she is friends with several Nick City dancers and yeah. has never introduced me to any of them. I just want to register my complaint Because right I now. love my friends. I would never Unbelievable. I would be Nick asking Nick. every single day, Bill. Keep asking. <laughs> no. uh, sorry, um, continue. I just wanted to register a complaint. But yeah, so obviously during quarantine, Bill is like, this is going to be the highlight of my quarantine, ESPN, doing this docuseries. You just watch it, just watch it so so we can discuss it on the podcast. And I loved it. I loved it. I don't know if I'm now a forever basketball fan or if it was just basketball of that era, just specifically Michael Jordan, but his competitiveness and excellence, those are things that I strive for and can relate to. And that's what I loved so much about it. And yet she's wearing a Rodman jersey because, again, still well, weird. I mean, he's badass too. Like, mm-hmm. I respect him as well. Him then. Him then. I'll say that. I respect that. <laughs> him then. He's done so much good work in North Korea. How dare you? <laughs> he's the only person who can actually say, well, our president might be able to say it too, but I'm friends with Kim Jong un. So <laughs> there's not many people who can say that. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's something like, you know, you want to take home every day and you know, be like, oh, this is something to be proud of, but it's unique. Well, it's certainly and, unique. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, George, I might have uh I, I might have uh overspent my goodwill that I got from the fact that she did indeed enjoy the last dance because I was just I was convinced that she was gonna also enjoy the Lance Armstrong one, which we've already seen part one of. And I, I, of course, like, I was more tentative with Last Dance, but this time I was like, I promise you, you are going to like this one. And immediately she's like, yeah, not a fan. He's a bad person. Like, uh, you yeah. Joe, I, I completely agree with Joanne here, by the Thank way. Thank you. I, I watched the first episode. Here's the thing with Lance Armstrong. And I, I honestly, Lance Armstrong is just a bad person. He's a dick. Like, that's what it's I said not, too. He's a prick. Yeah, well, not, because all right, here's my theory about it. I want to hear your both everyone's theory on this. Lance Armstrong, not only I, I'm okay with the steroids. Like he did it, the whole sport was doing it. It'd be really easy for him down the line, just admit it. Instead, he went on the attack to everyone who questioned him and tried to ruin people's career and people's lives. And there's that one lady, I forgot what he said to her. He called Something her. Something about whore. Like, yeah. He like, called her a whore. And he was such a fucking asshole to everyone while he was the one doing all the bad stuff. I can't I can't forgive him. I have zero, like, when I listen to him talk, I'm like, dude, you're just a bad person. Even now with all the stuff he's talking about, he's a changed man. He's not a changed man. He's just a dick wearing a nice guy costume. And the smirk 
that he now has when he just readily admits all these things that he'd been lying about so for so long. But I see that's the thing. Like I find that fascinating. There's a reason why the most popular shows on the History Channel feature one Adolf Hitler. I sometimes find yeah. certainly the bad guys uh, end up being a little more interesting than the good guys. But I do think, I'm, I was trying to think about what it is, you know, there, we certainly see some things that make Lance Armstrong and Michael Jordan similar. It's being at the top of their game, mm -hmm. these incredible athletes who've gone on to win so much. But the thing that really separates them is, I think, the team aspect mm -hmm. and who they're winning championships or medals for. As a cyclist, yeah, there's a team, but it's for yourself. It's you alone on a bike. He was living alone in his first home in Lake Como. Like it's a very isolating and and private thing. Whereas with Michael Jordan, it's a team and it's fan based. It's like he would say, I want to win this for the fans, these fans. I'm paid to win for these people, for the city of Chicago. And Lance Armstrong really can't say that. So it just, he comes That's off as such an asshole. Whereas Michael Jordan, you're like, thank you for doing this for me. Yeah. You, know? you see, George, as much as I hate her, it's little times like this where I kind of love her. I, and I, that was perfect. Mm -hmm. I, like It was little nuggets like that that were our constant reviews of uh, The Last Dance. Uh, yeah. I love it. It's great. But see, th what's great about Joanne is she can take herself out of all this because she's not a, a sports fan growing up and not mm -hmm. you have no emotional connection to I have no bias, yeah. It was Zero. so fun watching all of this uh, as new through her eyes. Well, and also, Joe, tell tell how you got the spoiler about the 98 finals. Oh, okay, <laughs> because I, I didn't know sports, I didn't know what happened. I was like, oh my I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they win their sixth championship. I don't know. So as I was watching it, it was spoiled for me by State Farm. They had a commercial where they played um, anchors from the past talking about what happened. And they oh revealed it to me. And I'm like, I survived 31 years of life. <laughs> Well, okay. for this I guess moment. from 96 isn't a whole 31 years, but I survived most of my life without knowing. And then State Farm ruined it for me. And guess what? They are my insurance provider. Not anymore. I just have to cancel. We have to dictate a strongly worded letter to their head of publicity on the How show. How do you now. think you are? <laughs> you should at least call your State Farm agent. Yeah. Well, if you like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah, just issue a slight complaint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, just you need a discount. You should get some something on your coverage, like knock down. I would do that today. Good neighbors yeah. do not spoil cliffhangers. Uh, no, exactly what they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should probably record the whole conversation and put it on your guys' show. <laughs> oh, that's actually a great idea. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, we will absolutely steal that for me. That's fantastic. Hi, I'm, I'm calling. Uh, I have a complaint. I need some discount on my coverage. Why? You spoiled the last one. That, that yeah. is great. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, Makes sense. Uh, it definitely does. So, Bill, you, you feel the same about Lance Armstrong now? Have we convinced you? <laughs> no, I, mean, I always knew he was a sociopath, but like, um, I just, I, I'm just fascinated by how that works, I guess. Uh, I've, I've worked for a lot of sociopaths, and so I always like to know how they tick. Um, 
But well, and again, to George's point, Joe, like you're going to see a lot more of the people that he threw under the bus in part two, I think. And I don't know, maybe it's been too much for you, but I, I, I can't wait for more of the badness. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I am always impressed by what seems to be like superhuman ability. And Michael Jordan really showed that with his stamina, with him coming back from breaking his foot from the food poisoning, I guess. Um, you know, like all of those instances where, or like reconditioning his body after baseball so quickly, like those are things that I think people are really interested to learn more about and value. And so to hear that Lance Armstrong started doping his first professional year, it, yeah. makes you, it makes you wonder like, but what can you really do on your own? Like, have we seen that? Do we care about that? Like, I don't know. I feel really duped. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, it, it's, it's you want to kind of be symp- have some sympathy for him. He went through cancer and all this, but I have none. I have yeah. no sympathy for yeah. the guy, unfortunately. There was a great quote in one of the trailers, and I forget who said it, but he was sort of like a, a pal of Lance's or something like that. And it was something, I'm butchering it, but it was something along the lines of like, I honestly don't know where a good person who did bad things or a bad person who did good things begins or ends. I don't even know what category he is in anymore. Yeah. And I, that, that was really telling. That, that's a that's a great actually analogy with that. Yeah. Um, last question for both of you. Um, I guess for Bill, this will be more on the sports side. Joanne, this would be more on just life side. Where do you think everything's going now? Uh, I think mm-hmm. we're getting close to the finish line. I, I feel like soon enough you might be able to have a beer outside at a restaurant. God, and I, hopefully yeah. they do, and I'd love to have one with both of you at some point. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm going to go back to Seattle. I love that city. Mm. I I think, well, you know, I am not a hockey guy at all. And uh, the most recent developments uh, today with regards to it, it looks like they're going to have some sort of semblance of a season with like 73, 77% of the franchises being in this new makeshift playoffs. I'm thinking I might become a hockey fan now. I think now is the time for me to latch onto the bandwagon because what else do I got? I don't really care about Tom Brady playing golf. This might be all I have. So brain it on. I am now a pal of pucks. See, I got to learn my terms. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, that's kind of where my thought is going. Um, And well, you know, to Joe's end, she's an actress and Broadway's kind of got the same issues. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean. I'm I'm most interested in like film and television and like mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about on our show how Hollywood is looking to the porn industry um, to see how they can stay safe on set yeah. um, wow. and what contracts or liabilities need to be drawn up before someone even participates in a production. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think lawyers are going to have a really great time with coming up with how people enter back into entertainment and sports even. Yeah. Um, and But I, I, it doesn't seem like this is going away, so we need to learn to live with this. We need to learn how to not create a new normal, because that's lame. But we need to, uh, yeah, just figure out a way to to live with this. We need to keep living. We need to have some sense of normalcy, whatever that means to people, because otherwise what's the point, you know? 
Yeah, you can already sense yeah. that people are really starting to go cuckoo. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you said there. What's what's the point here, right? Like why we can't do this for much longer. People are going crazy. I'm going crazy. Joanne's wearing a Dennis Rodman jersey. <laughs> I, 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 Bill's about to watch hockey for the first time. Things <laughs> are not are going pretty nuts here. I was really worried. I tempered my absolute joy and delight when Joe first wore that on the show because I realized, as excited as I was, that she was wearing the jersey. I realized she's really going to feel sorry for me right here. Like, this is so pathetic that I have got so little going on in my quarantine life that I had that much joy from seeing her in an oversized Dennis Rodman jersey. But that's where our brain's at at this point. That and I is... was so excited to get mail. It's like, what is... <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> sending something, no time. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, before we go, you want to show the jersey off? Uh, oh, it's so cute. 91. <laughs> and it's, um yeah, I think it's a, Bill said a boy's medium. Yeah, it's just a tent on it. It's unbelievable. Well, that's a nice jersey, the Hardwood Classics. Oh, yeah. Adidas. That's a good jersey. He got you the he got you the nice stuff. Well, he got me the length plus two, which I don't think I needed. I don't know if that's well, the, 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 the reason they do that is so you can tuck it in underneath your shorts like you're actually playing a basketball game. Yeah, but you know what? With uh, girls' short shorts, this goes right through them. Yeah. It looks like you're wearing an adult diaper. Longer than any shorts I ever wear. But it's great. I love it. Uh, I think I, 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 you can wear it as a dress. Just wear like high uh, boots, knee boots. It'd be a really cool look. Uh, I'm going to use my next uh, government uh, check to find a tailor for her. So we can get this to be a little <laughs> more form-fitting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's funny. Well, th thank you guys again for coming on. Before we go, I, can you guys tell everyone where they can find you? I'll tag you all on social media and put it all over, uh, you know, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and all that. But where can everyone listening find you? Go ahead, Bill. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's at uh, compoundmedia.com. I believe the rate is still nine bucks per month. And you know what? You're not doing anything else with quarantine. Uh, lots of quality content. And Gino has a show on there as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We do this, uh, Monday through Thursday, 1030 to 1130. You can't afford not to become a member. That's right. Um, and, uh, George, thank you so much for having us. I would love to you as well. We're starting to get used to the whole Skype thing. Yeah. So, I'd, I'd, I'd love to come on. I'll read you guys all my diary entries. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, we do like our cringes. But, and I'm making a mental note right now to send you uh, Joni Soprano, as I call her, uh, as far as the draft. I, I like that. Joni Soprano. That will be on the write-up for everyone listening to the podcast right now on the website. Oh. We'll have Joni Soprano right on it there. It is you. nightmarish. Be careful what you ask for. Um, <laughs> we got Joni Soprano, Joanne Rodman. I, I don't know yeah. how many different personas we can have, but keep them coming. And uh, on your guys' social medias, where can they find you personally? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Nosichinsky. It's just like it sounds. That's how you spell it. <laughs> and it really is, actually. If you look on the screen, it is exactly how it sounds. Critics have described her as very phonetic. 
Uh, and I am at Bill Schultz, no T, uh, on Twitter. I'm, I'm on Instagram, but I'm not. It's like, he doesn't I'm, use it. All right. Well, perfect. Well, thank you guys for coming on, and uh, I'm hoping we talk soon. Thanks. Thanks. All right. That was Joe and Bill. Um, Great podcast. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. As always, go give them a follow on social media. They deserve it. They are doing such a great job of compound media and doing such a great job with their show. So if you want to get more of them, go follow them on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, share this episode with friends. We really appreciate it. And thank you for listening in today. Please visit thesportsontap.com. And uh, as always, stay safe. And we'll be back on Friday. Oh, thank you.